Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuckers Bryant, Ms. Jackson, if you're nasty. And uh, that makes this Stuff You Should Know, huh, Chuck? It's a nice dated reference. <laughs> dated from, like, last week. That was like, Where's the beef? No. Oh, you mean in that email? Uh-huh. Yeah. How you doing? I'm great. Are you psyched? You know what today is? Uh, yeah. What? Spill it. But today is the last day of Hanukkah. It is. It's a big day. It is. In the U.S. Uh-huh. Yeah. The lighting of the, uh, we won't spoil it. No, no, I don't. There's a lighting of something. That's some nice foreshadowing, Chuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Chuck and I, by request, are doing a How Hanukkah Works episode. I think last year we did How Christmas Works, right? Yeah, and I think we promised to cover other holidays uh-huh. of other uh, religions and mm-hmm. peoples. Um, we were originally going to release this right before Christmas, yeah. like two days before Christmas. And um, we figured out pretty quick through our research, and by we I mean Chuck, that um, – Hanukkah would have been over for about three or so weeks had we done that. Yeah. And uh, that kind of reveals a certain mentality in the U.S. among Christians, the Uh Christian majority, that Hanukkah is Jewish Christmas. Yeah. But Chuck, have you ever heard of Hanukkah, Harry? I think so. You always say this and I always say no and then I always go, oh yeah. (laughs) I know. It's our thing. Hanukkah, Harry. Hanukkah Harry's John Lovitz. It's a oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live sketch. You <laughs> yeah, remember? Sure, I love so him. Santa is is vomiting. He has a horrible stomach bug, much like you get every once in a while. Uh-huh. And um, I remember one of the elves is at his bedside, and he like throws up on the elf. Right? He's, right. he's got it pretty bad. Uh, and Christmas is about to be ruined because it's uh-huh. Christmas Eve that he's he's fallen ill. So the only person who can save it is Hanukkah Harry. Nice. They call Hanukkah Harry, who yeah. is John Lovitz, and uh, he's got a nice beard. And uh-huh. uh, he, instead of a, a sleigh with reindeer, he rides a uh, cart led by flying donkeys named Moisha, Hoyshel, and <laughs> yeah. Shlomo. On Hoyshel, on Shlomo. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. It's good. Uh, and Hanukkah Harry, finally, you know, he makes the rounds, but rather than the really great presents that, that you know, Christian children expect at Christmas, they yeah. get socks Eight pair, can you believe it? <laughs> and um, slacks and, and that kind of thing. Right. And they're very disappointed. And Sensible fortunately, gifts. Santa recovers, comes down, and saves the day with really great presents, right? That's funny. That is Hanukkah in the United States. That's right. That's the that's the conception of it. Um, which is to say that I'm glad we did this because I really didn't understand Hanukkah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because uh, for our Jewish friends out there, and by the way, if I could choose to be a you know Jewish, I probably would be. You can, buddy. You convert. Nah, but Whoopi that's Goldberg, Sammy Davis Jr. It's not the same. Not born Jewish. Yeah, it's just not the same. Okay. Because I studied it in college with my comparative uh, religion class, and I was I remember at the time thinking, now this is a religion I can get into. Really? Yeah, I liked it. But for those of you, our Jewish friends that are worried that, uh, you know, we're just a couple of goys, <laughs> and uh, you probably think we're uh, Gornish Teff. Why do you keep looking down at that piece of paper? <laughs> but I want to say, don't plot, honestly, <laughs> because we are a couple of goys, but we are minches as well. So no need to worry. We will do right by you. 
<laughs> Is that what you were saying? I just like Yiddish words. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, since I printed these out, did you know a shlemiel is a clumsy person, an ep person, and a shlemazel is someone with constant bad luck? Does that sound familiar? Shlemiel. Shlemazel. Never knew. That's awesome. Until like two hours ago. Is that? It's Laverne and Shirley, right? Yeah. One's yeah. a shlemiel, one's a shlemazel. That's awesome. So. My dad told me that before um, they showed that that show in Iran, and he said Iran specifically, <laughs> and he told me this in like 1983. Your dad's awesome. Um, that they had to show a disclaimer that these women were, you know, in a psychiatric hospital, and that these <laughs> these episodes were filmed before they'd been committed. Really? And I was like, wow, that's really the Iranians really don't have a very good sense of humor. Now I understand that my dad's just insane. Well, that sounds like an urban legend. <laughs> Although, who knows? That might have been true. Yeah. What do we know? We're just a couple of goys. So, Chuck, let's talk about Hanukkah. One of the things that I figured out um, from researching this is that it's not really a very important holiday as far as the uh, Jewish religion goes. Jewish culture, sure. Yeah. It's no Yom Kippur. No, it's no Rosh Hashanah. No. Now, Hanukkah means uh, dedication. Um, it is basically the, well, it's the Festival of Lights. Right. And uh, it commemorates the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem uh-huh. that was that fell and was recaptured. By the Jews. Let's talk about Jerusalem circa 167 B.C., Chuck. Josh, uh, Syrian king Antiochus IV, who was no slouch. Well, he's our bad guy in this story. He's the bad guy. He, uh, you know, at the time there was a lot of Jewish persecution, and he was one of the big dudes involved in that. Well, he showed up in Jerusalem. Yeah, and he said, and was like, I, I you can't run practice this place now. your religion like you want to. You will be killed. And here's some Greek uh, idols, and you should worship them. And that's what you're going to do now. Right. Uh, some Jews went along with this. They're like, that's fine. This just makes us uh, less cut off and isolated and world. It makes us more worldly. So we'll do this. I don't know about fine with it. but there, Well, there was a fraction, apparently, in the Jewish community oh, really? at the time because some went along. It's very much like the, um, the American Revolution. There were some who sympathized with the king who were loyal to the crown oh, still. Sure. And there were others who were like, well, we'll tar and feather you for that. Yeah, this Hanukkah is about the group that would have tarred and feathered the loyalists. Yes. Okay. Specifically, that started with a family, uh, just one family, the uh, Hasmoneans, mm-hmm. led by Matayahu. Also his, known as Matthew. And his five sons, who must have been some pretty bad dudes because they took a stand mm-hmm. and sort of uh, won, like right off the bat. Right. Well, there was apparently a uh, an incident where Matthew was told to go ahead and start praying to Zeus. Yeah. There's a statue right there. It's a nice marble statue. Go ahead. And he said, no, and not only that, I'm going to attack you, Greek soldiers. And he did. And uh, that started the Jewish rebellion yeah. of 167 B.C. In a good way. It, well, it, like it, they were pretty successful early on, right, the family? The Hasmoneans? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think they, they this guy and his five sons who led the rebellion, became, yeah, I think they were successful. But the most successful among them was Judah, who by this time they had changed their names to Maccabee, which yeah. means? Uh, strong as hammers, men who are as strong as hammers. That's right. that's so, what I would pick so if basically, I was army. His son changed his name to Judah the Hammer, yeah. and he was the head of the Jewish rebellion. So the whole thing kicks off in 167 B.C. By 165 B.C., uh, apparently, they have been successful enough because over the two years, remember, we're talking B.C., so it goes backwards. It counts yeah, down yeah, to yeah. zero. You remember? I do remember. Um, they had recaptured the temple in Jerusalem, right? 
Yep, on the 25th of the Hebrew month, uh, Kislev, which is Kislev 25. Yep. And that's... They chase the crazy bald heads out of town. It's a very important date, because that's the start of Hanukkah now. Yeah, Kislev 25. Uh, I think the 25th of Kislev. Yeah. Yeah, that's the 25th day of that <laughs> count of that month of the Hebrew calendar. Yeah, I think we can think of even one more way to say that. Let's hear it. <laughs> The day after the 24th of Kislev. Right. And before the 26th. Kislev 25. Yes. So, Chuck, uh, what did they do on the 25th of Kislev? Well, they, they took the temple back and they said, you know what? We need to rededicate the temple because it's dirty from all these uh, Greek-worshipping uh, pagans. Well, probably not pagans. Peoples. And uh, so let's rededicate it and let's light a lamp with the oil. <laughs> but holy cow, we don't have enough oil we only have enough for one night. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, lo and behold, you've heard of Christmas miracles. Mm-hmm. This is the first Hanukkah miracle. Yes, it was. Because that one night of oil lasted for eight nights. It did. And that is indeed a miracle. It gave the uh, Jewish rebellion chance to make more oil so they didn't actually ever run out. Right? Yeah. So that's what this is. This is the commemoration of that miracle of the rededication of the temple and it lasts eight nights. The eight nights of Hanukkah, eight crazy nights. Yeah, so it's not uh, Jewish Christmas. No, and, but it uh, has become that. And we'll Cinco de Mayo that. isn't Mexican uh, Fourth of July. <laughs> I love that the American purview is through everything. I like, recall you referring to Canada as America's hat recently on our Facebook page. Uh, the only reason I did that is because a Canadian introduced me to that term, and I really found it very funny. It is funny. I guess, what would that make Mexico? Our shirt? I would say it's our foot. Or shoe, our well. If the hat is Canada, that would make Mexico our neck. So no, that's not necessarily true. Right. So Chuck, um, as you said, it's it's not Jewish Christmas. It's the Festival of Lights. It uh, commemorates Jewish culture, mm-hmm. right? Um, and let's talk about the practical applications of this. How do you celebrate Hanukkah or Hanukkah? Well, as most people know, Josh, even a couple of goys like us know that uh, there is a menorah. Uh, holds nine candles, um, eight that represent the eight nights, and then there's the shamash, which is the candle you use to light the other candles. You would make a good converted Jew, man. You got the you got the pronunciation down, the enthusiasm, everything. I'm trying. Uh, so what you do is you insert. It's very specific. You insert the candles from right to left, right. one for each day for Wait. each miracle. You insert them from right to left, right, but you light them from left to right. Yeah. So the leftmost candle represents the most recent day that the oil kept burning. Yes. And by by lighting the leftmost candle first, they're saying we're very pleased with this most recent day of miracle. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, they need to burn for you need to light them after it gets dark. Mm-hmm. They need to burn for at least a half hour after it gets dark. Okay. Which presents a problem on Shabbat because. Lighting a candle is work, and you're not allowed to work after the sun goes down on Shabbat. What do they do? On Shabbat, they light it before the sun goes down. <laughs> but it still has to burn 30 minutes after, so they got to time it out just right. They is blowing sure out candle... a candle work? I, well, yeah, I think anything. But not necessarily, because you're going to exhale anyway, right? You weren't <laughs> going to light a candle anyway. So you're just exhaling near the candle? Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, they do blow them out, so yeah. Well, I guess go. it's not work. Yeah, a heavy sigh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there are uh, 
some blessings. And on the first night, you recite all three of these blessings. You're going to try your hand at this? And on each subsequent night, you only do the first two. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a blessing for the candles, for the Hanukkah, and for the uh, Shehech Yanu. So, Chuck, since you are so good at Hebrew and or Yiddish pronunciation, I think you should try these, and then I will translate after you've made it through each one. So go ahead, please. This is the Blessing for the Candles, as presented by Charles W. Chuck Bryant. <laughs> Butcher this. Baruch Adonai Elohenu Melech HaOlam Asher Ki Nu Bimitz Votaf Vesivanu Led Had Lichner Shel Hanukkah. Very nice. Beautiful. <laughs> what Chuck just said, to those of you um, who didn't get it, is, Blessed are you, Lord uh, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to light the candles of Hanukkah. All right, why don't you do this one and I'll read the English You're version. doing so well at it. Let's do it again. This is the blessing for Hanukkah. So you say the first one, then you say the second one. Yeah. On each night. And then on the first night, you say this third one that, that you're going to do as well. So do the second one, Chuck, the blessing for Hanukkah. Baruch atah Adonai Elohenu Melech HaOlam Shiasa Nisim Lavotai Nu Ba Yamim Cha Chaim Bazeman Chaze. Very nice, Chuck. Blessed are you, Lord. I'm sorry. You're having trouble with the English version? Are you kidding me? Uh, blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who performed miracles for our ancestors in those days at this time. Pretty straightforward stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one. This is said the uh, first night only. It's the Shehekyanu. Yeah. Shehekyanu. And yeah. Okay. And uh, this is the first night blessing. So go ahead, Chuck. Baruch atah Adonai Elohanu Melech Halom Shehekyanu. Okay, so Chuck just finished the full blessings. All three of those of what he just said uh, would be said on the first night, and then the first two would be said uh, on each night after that. And what he just said is, Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this season. And that's, that's Hanukkah. Every night you light a candle, Yep. you say the blessing, and... You spin the dreidel, don't you? Uh, yeah, you also uh, sing songs, traditional songs. You recite psalms. You want to talk about the dreidel? And then there are games, like the dreidel. So the dreidel is that top that you've always seen. And dreidel actually is German for to spin, right? Is it? I believe so. Uh, <laughs> on each side is a Jewish character. There are four characters, Nun, Gimel, Hey, and Shin, right? And they're actually the abbreviations for a phrase, Nes Gadol Hayashem, or a great miracle took place here. Yeah. Right? Um, they're also German Yiddish for uh, Nicht, Gut, Halb, and Schlecht, which is um, no, good, half, and bad. And they refer to the possible outcomes for playing the dreidel. Yes. You spin the dreidel, and you get good, you win all. Everything's in the pot. What do you mean by everything? <clears throat> well, Gelt. Is usually what's in the pot. Uh, so they, the reason they spin, you know, there's some history here. The dreidel was uh, what they used to fool people into thinking they weren't practicing their religion. Right. So they're sitting around reading the Torah. Some dudes come up and like, what are you doing? They're like, we're just spinning the dreidel, dude. And then the, the Greek soldier was like, 
Those Jewish people in their dreidels, they love those things. They take their guilt and they that's leave. It. Yeah. So that's the dreidel. It is. It's a gambling game. It is. Sort of. For kids. Well, you're not really gambling. Because gambling implies that you're putting money down for it to come up on a certain thing. And you're just, from what I know, you spin it, and depending on what it comes up as, you get money or nothing. That's gambling. No, it's not. It's gam- putting money on, on chance is gambling. No, no, no. But what they're not they're not saying, I'm putting 20 on Gimmel. No, but you're they're still, just spinning you're still it. putting money on a possible outcome. It's gambling. All right. So we've got the guilt. I bet you we're going to hear from people that say it is never gambling. That's gambling. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is uh, guilt. We've got guilt. We've got the dreidel. Yeah. And we can't forget the food, Chuck, um, because oil factors in so heavily into the celebration, the Festival of Lights. Um, th- uh, the food is generally cooked in oil, and it's also generally delicious. Latkes, yeah, sure. potato pancakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically shredded potatoes held together with eggs and milk and deep fried. This is like the greatest holiday ever. I love latkes. Deep, deep fried food. Yeah. As part of the holiday is awesome. Well, you know what they say, Josh. What? Besser ein Freund mit Gekex. At a hundred mickekeks. It's a better one friend with a dish of food than a hundred with a sigh. Yeah, true. Words have never been spoken. Uh, and Chuck, there's also what is what are the jelly donuts called? Uh, Sufkanayat. Those sound delicious as well. They're just fried jelly donuts. Yeah. Fried in oil. Yeah. And then with powdered sugar all over them. Well, yeah. They say they fry a lot of the stuff in oil because oil was such a big deal. For the uh, the miracle. Right. I think they do it because it just tastes it's, better. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Nutritious. Well, there you have it. There we have it. There's, I don't have anything there's else, Hanukkah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more simple than I thought. Very simple. Not to say that's a bad thing. Christmas is pretty simple, too. There's jelly donuts. <laughs> and latkes. I'll take it. So what's next year? Kwanzaa? I was thinking Kwanzaa. What else is there? Um, Ramadan? It's not... Christmas, but it's pretty holy holiday, isn't it? Yeah, for we'll cover all the holidays. They don't have to be December, end okay. of December type okay. of things. I think that's a good idea. Well, then for next year, we'll do, I don't know, maybe we'll do Sinterklaas. Did we talk about, we talked about him a lot in the Christmas one, didn't we? we? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We have a year. So we're planning this thing out like years in advance now. That's that's dangerous. <laughs> well, until next year, we hope that you uh, keep listening. We hope that you have a fantastic that you've had a fantastic Hanukkah mm-hmm. to our Jewish friends and listeners um, for our Christian friends and listeners and our Jewish friends and listeners who practice Christmas mm-hmm. um, happy holidays happy holidays uh, and if you want to learn more about Hanukkah you can type that word in uh, we spell it on how stuff works as h-a-n-u-k-k-a-h Type that into the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And that means now it's time for listener mail. Josh, I'm going to call this one uh, Medieval Times email. I got permission to read this, too. Uh, This is from Gerald in Boston, although I believe he said he was from Texas. Gerald says this. Interestingly, guys, my first job after college was the Master of Ceremonies, also known as the King's Chancellor at Medieval Times. That was the role Andy Dick played in uh, The Cable Guy. Okay. He was the master of ceremonies. Yeah. I rode a very large Andalusian horse, wore a velvet and sequin cape, and introduced all the knights, 
and narrated much of the action in the show. Supposedly, our show was set in Spain in the 11th century. Uh, one of the more embarrassing aspects of the job was the occasional educational matinee that we put on for large groups of students. Uh, the show was not researched at all and was written by someone who didn't have a background in the entertainment industry, let alone any knowledge of history whatsoever. Among This is like a restaurant employee writing this, basically. <laughs> Among the ridiculous facts, quote-unquote, we were required to present was that the knight's sword weighed 50 pounds, their armor weighed 300 pounds. <laughs> Despite such uh, misinformation, we couldn't do much about our show being written by someone who just made things up, the perils of a working stiff. Uh, anyway, you might want to mention not to pay too much attention to the information presented by a caped man on horseback in what is basically a rodeo arena with a medieval decor scheme and fancy lights. It was interesting work, although it was one of the worst jobs I've ever had in terms of hours, pay, and lack of benefits. Oh, how knighthood has fallen. Killer show dudes, Gerald. Thanks, Gerald. I hear the chicken's good. I don't know. I've never been there. I haven't either. We should totally go sometime just for laughs. Okay. And history. Okay. And, yeah, 50-pound swords and 300-pound <laughs> yeah, suits of exactly. armor. Thanks, Gerald. Uh, how about your worst job? Let's hear about that. Yeah? I've had good jobs. I can't talk about my yeah. worst job on air. Well, that means that we need to hear from all of you listeners to fill in for Chuck. Fill in the blanks. See if you can guess what Chuck's worst job was. He'll probably never actually say, but let's see what you got. Wrap it up. Send it in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?